Welcome to the In My Humble Opinion podcast, a podcast that looks to discuss a number of topics that sometimes create more questions than answers. The views and opinions expressed by the presenters are their own and can be assured are utterly and woefully misinformed. If you like explicit content and naive ignorance, then please enjoy at your own risk. Medical mishaps. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the In My Humble Opinion podcast. Welcome back. Come in, friends, out of the cold. Pop off your wellies. Have a little sit down next to our opinion fire. My name is Paul. (laughs) My name is Rob. I'm setting the scene, Rob, for today's episode. Uh, is it like, like a border collie laying in front of the open fire? Of course there is. Old Rex. Rex. No. Yeah. That's not no? a border collie name. No. What's a border collie name then? Stuart? <laughs> yeah, all right then. Okay. Rex. Rex is like a fucking, like a big dog's name. Oh, okay. Dogs, like <laughs> I was a... naming the dog, but I say big yeah. dog. Okay. Big dog. Yeah. He's a tiny border collie, our Stuart. He's yeah. he's the podcast dog, so you know he has his own opinions and, uh, and grumbles about them quite often. Oh, Stuart, so pretty racist. <laughs> do feel a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie in that one. So today's episode, Rob, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about something quite historical again. I know that we love our, our history on the pod, and uh, we love yeah. going into to parts of the past having a look through the pages of time, peeling back the flats of history, peeking in, (laughs) taking a swab of information, (laughs) coming back out and just telling our audience what we found, what are the findings? A sniff, yeast. (laughs) Usually that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, you don't probe to find anything good, do you? You only probe if you need to find, if you know there's something bad there anyway. Absolutely. What are we going to prescribe for this? Some canniston, maybe. Some canny for your fetch. Some prior, what was that? Cream? Fraxalax cream. (laughs) Parallax cream. Yeah, Yeah, get some parallax on your hemis. We know that. It's a sensitive area, so it needs Mm. tender loving care. Um, Yeah, we're going to be looking at history, and there's going to be a specific part of history that we are going to be investigating with Mm. our keen eyes and sharp minds. Um, and learn we're going to l- learn you. Yes, learn I'll, learn, I'll learn your words. Um, like teach me. So. <laughs> learn me, the thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> learn, me, learn me now. We're going to be looking at some medical mishaps. So mm. parts of history where medicine may not have been able to explain or cure symptoms of of this 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 ill-gotten patient. We'll Love say, it. for example. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. You got yep. me. Good, good, good. So I'm going to be telling you a few tales of woe uh, mm-hmm. in a medical sense, and um, we'll give our we'll give our opinion, our medical opinion on that, because Rob yeah. and I are PhDs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. watched a lot of Medicine Quinn. Yeah, as I've stated before, and uh, Casualty with. Charlie. Yeah. 
who's been in it for fucking ever, apparently. Yes. Like, he's the longest-serving TV soap actor. Even more than Ian Beale of EastEnders fame. All right, all right. They might be on par with each other. We don't know. They're racing for the soap title of oldest, um, <laughs> most typecast actor you could find. But Ian Beale, he had a bit of time out, didn't he? When he was doing this whole homeless he's, mental thing. He had nothing more to give, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dot Cotton. I mean, she died. She did. She so popped the box. Yeah. She's out. Peggy Mitchell. She's she also died. Out. Yeah. Oh, what a sad list. It's Brookside story. still on. Oh, man. Do you remember that? I used to fucking love that. Trevor. No, was it Trevor? I don't know. Brookside was about like the, the close in Liverpool, like the little yeah. cul de Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there was the Brookside. Yeah. <laughs> Brookside, the close <laughs> in Liverpool called Brookside. Yeah. There was a, there was the, <laughs> it was the storyline where, like, you know, the guy like buried some people under the patio. Scandalous in the papers. No, wasn't there like the IRA boy? Oh, they could have been. I didn't really watch yeah. it. I just said the name. We'll go into our first tale here. Okay. Hmm. Um, and much like the tales we've told before, they have a header. They've got a, hmm. a, a title to such a tale. And this one's called A Flaming Nuisance. Please tell me it's Australian. Okay. A flaming nuisance. Flaming <laughs> hell. Uh, <laughs> Halitosis. Okay. Nice. AKA, AKA bad breath. Yeah, is an, okay. an embarrassing condition, but rarely a dangerous one. So we know it's a smelly breath person. It could be fucking dangerous. Like, listen, I've been on the bus. Socially dangerous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's been, you know, there's been some bad times from bad breath on the bus. Yep. Like you're talking to somebody in the shop, you're like, "Can I purchase these three pencils and uh, this butt plug, please?" And they're like, yeah. "Don't know where you got those pencils from. This is a sex shop." <laughs> yeah. and, and as they say that, you get a whiff yeah. of what they had for dinner, and you're like, "What? Yeah. What did you eat? Baby shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's nutty. <laughs> Tang to that. What? Baby shit. <laughs> I'm going to take this butt plug and leave, sir. Thank you. Here's my money. Yeah. So, <laughs> the change is I'm melting. I'm ordering a love handy next time. I'm not coming <laughs> into your shop. <laughs> I was trying to promote the high street, you know, bring back business. But, um, you know, you can keep that. But, yeah, halitosis, not good. It's quite embarrassing. This tale tells uh, of a man who lived in 1886, and he was Glaswegian. Yeah. We, he doesn't have a name, so we can name him... Rab. Rab. Yeah. <laughs> or like Rab C. Nesbitt. I mean, really pigeonholing that Scottish character there, I guess. All right, then. All right. I don't know. Another random Scottish name. William. Willie. Willie. Okay. Right. Willie. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Willie had been suffering from smelly breath for about a month and um, started to develop a new symptom. Oh. So. Waking up in the middle of the night, back in 1886, you know, you've got your yeah. candle on, you're fresh right. out. <laughs> your candle on, it's all right, you know, but he's got to find where the candle is. Yeah, so yeah. He struck a match to have a look. So he could plod over to the candle, light it, and just check the time. He's like, oh, always three o'clock I wake up and I've got to do a wee. You know, when you reach right. that certain age. Yeah, yeah. He struck the match. 
Uh, when he attempted to blow it out, because he'd finished with his uh, lighting of the candle, etc., he blew out his breath, <laughs> yeah. and the, the match ignited. His breath ignited. Causing a tremendous explosion. Why <laughs> oh How? So, <laughs> he's lit a match. He's like, I've done what my business. What did he have in his mouth? Gingivitis. So he's blew it out, and he's just caused uh, some Nakatomi Plaza explosion, <laughs> and in the basement, like some of that a backdraft. Yes. <laughs> I used to love that film. Oh, it's great such film! A great film. Yeah. yeah, his dad was a fucking dog. Oh, I know, day boy. Yeah, not didn't good. he try to fuck his son's missus in the film? Was, yeah, I think he was after her. Yeah. Yeah, was there a I little bit was, of rape? I think in there was some. Or... I don't know. Well, this is backdraft and the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Every storyline had to have it. Like, you know, yeah. other films like Showgirls, um, Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, Flubber. Um, <laughs> yeah, Flubber, Beat the Clumps. It was horrific. <laughs> it's a disgusting scene. So, so, so he blew out this can match. Yep. And he created a fire. Yeah. Tremendous breath. Yep. Fuck, man. Like, what's that? It's got to be like methane related or like. Possibly. Possibly. His wife woke up immediately. Uh, and she found her husband stood in the kitchen. He was okay, um, but he was literally burping fire like a dyspeptic dragon. Little fireballs like a out. Dragon with hiccups. <laughs> yeah, how to train the dragon for the man in the kitchen? Oh, it's called hiccup as well. He is as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, God, so in, there's bro. your link. Thanks. Thanks, history. Three works. Yep. Where are you? You're listening to us. So, Willie, right? Burpy old Willie. <laughs> right. Imagine if your dick burps. God, just imagine. Like, shh, I'm in public. <laughs> Stop that. No. Sorry, I'm a bit gassy. <laughs> what a day. And they're like, we've had dinner, you know, in our own. We have a little kiss. It's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> sorry, my penis burped. Oh, a bit of acid reflux. <laughs> yeah, so I shouldn't have had the chili option. <laughs> Can I come in for a shit? <laughs> Out my dick. <laughs> it's really like painful and it oh, needs. <laughs> what a weird body these, these people have, anyway. Willie's gone to the doctor and uh, the doctor's like, I've never heard of anything like this. And at first, nobody knew what could have caused this unusual phenomenon. Yeah. But it was passed through medical areas. Right. And um, uh, another Scottish physician, <laughs> yeah. Dr. James McNaught, encountered <laughs> a patient, much like Willie, who was so badly affected by combustible belches that he had to give up smoking for fear of setting his house on fire. What the fuck? How have I never heard about this? I know, right? How have I never heard about this? It seems quite common up north. Is it iron brew? Could be. Bucks fast. Yep, probably that. Which one? <laughs> is it... Fat and sausages. I don't know. <laughs> Fat and sausages. I mean, to be affected so much that you're going to have to give up cigarettes up, you know, up in Scotland, so that's a death sentence. Yeah, I'm doing what I love. Smoking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like, well, like, you got to give up smoking. And then he, and the, the guy's <laughs> just like, 
Never. I'll die before I give up. But there's smokes on the way out. <laughs> the doctor's like, You may take my life, slowly. but you'll never take my ciggies. Why, <laughs> <laughs> you never have me burn me last one, boy. That's just no need for that. Sorry. Anyway, Dr. McNaught, like he was zoned in on this. He wanted to analyze, um, you know, what was going on. So he chucked a tube down the guy's throat. <laughs> Probably not chucked it down there. (laughs) Stand there with your mouth open. I'll take a run up. And then, like, popped it down there. Wanted to see what was going on. He discovered an obstruction in the bowel was causing the man's stomach contents to ferment. Oh, Oh, fuck off. And, much as you have predicted earlier on, causing large quantities of flammable methane. Oh, no. Like a fucking cow. Yep. So, mental. Yeah, fermented shit in your stomach coming out of your mouth hole. What? Yeah, halitosis. Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> although potentially hazardous. Is there a cure for it? Did he get oh, a cure? Yeah. Oh, potentially nice. hazardous. This condition served as an amusing party trick. So, in the 1930s, one sufferer tried to light a cigarette while playing a game of bridge, but found himself overwhelmed by the urge to belch. As one medical journey, journal reported, being in the presence of company, he attempted to do this discreetly through his nose. He electrified his associates by producing two fan-shaped flames from his nostrils. <laughs> I would kill to be able to do that. That's so good. Have you nice. seen my little drinking trick with Sambuca? No. No, I don't think we've gone that far to do Sambucas. It's usually some kind of soft ale and a right. nice... Oh. <laughs> No, no, I put Sambuca in my mouth, hold it in there, swill it about, put my head back this way with a lighter in the hand, light it, but in my mouth, and you get. I'll send you a video. I've got loads of them. I don't Excellent. Yeah, okay. and that's really cool. I, you know, I'm well cool when I do that. So <laughs> I'd love that's to an be opinion, able to... isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'd love to be able to fucking... In your mind, you're like, you know, you're standing in the middle of loads of people, they're all circled around you, you've got cool leather yeah. cups and a full like, hair. <laughs> go Robbie, go Robbie. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking... Listen, I don't do it for me, I do it for them. I do it for the audience. But normally, yeah. like, people, like, gather around, they're like, oh, is there someone crouched down in the middle there? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not crouching. <laughs> but anyway, like the, the the finding is that it was an abundance of methane in these particular people. So it is mm. something with an obstruction in the bowel causing the fermentation of like bits they've eaten. And you know, you leave it long enough, you'll be able to blow fire out your nose, know, like puff the magic dragon. Don't know. I'm never eating brown fibre again. Get a little blockage in there, and uh, there you go. It's the last time I'm having a shit. <laughs> So uh, we'll move on to another one here. So we're going to go back to 1799. You know, it was a lovely, lovely time in 1799. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a celebrity started. You know, it was all new, and yeah, you know, we, we, the, the format wasn't worn down by then. It's Joe Pasquale in it. He was. He was the first one yeah. in and the last yeah. one out. Well done. Hey. <laughs> Everyone loved um, Panda Pops. I was all drinking them in 1799. Yeah. They were really good. Like 12p. Uh, 12p. Happy, happy days. Yeah. People running yeah. with fun snaps, chucking them at your shoes. So you don't. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> didn't they all have like, those really cool like wristband things? Like they were straight, 
and then you slap it on your wrist and it becomes a bracelet. Yeah, snappers. Yeah, yep. snappers. They, they were invented then, yeah, by yeah. a man called uh, John John Snapper. He yeah. done it. it was a mistake he made. He was trying to do a ruler, but he didn't use the right meta, and, uh, and right. then he created a fun game for his kids. Where he hit them with the ruler. <laughs> And it made a lovely bracelet, so... <laughs> You're like, I'm going to hit you with this. Oh. Right, stand still, let me straighten it out again. <laughs> come here. And then, here we go, come here, you. So, uh, okay, well, have fun. Dad, <laughs> my wrist is broken now. <laughs> Shut up, <I'm> product testing. <laughs> so. Yeah, 1799. And uh, there was a 23-year-old American sailor called John Cummings. Right, happy days. He went ashore for a night out with his shipmates. <laughs> he is a couple of seamen on board here. Yeah, and I clear the decks. The lads are yeah. in town, right? <laughs> they pulled in at the French port of La Havre, and the group watched a conjurer entertain. That French sounds like Spanish. Uh, they went to the French port of La Havre. Right? Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you make it sound Spanish. Okay, they went to Sorry. the French. <laughs> They went to a French port, and the group watched a conjurer entertain a large audience by pretending to swallow clasp knives. So, little, little tiny knives. Oh. You know, like the ones that, you know, if you're a rogue in some kind of game, yeah. like have on a bandolier, perhaps. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. You know, those ones. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Whip. whip. Like uh, an Eastern European shuriken. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, we had it over here too, Japan. Uh, <laughs> so later that evening, Cummings, uh, who was now very, very drunk on any French wine he could get his uh, dirty little sailor mouth around, boasted that he could swallow <laughs> knives as well as a Frenchman. Whoa! Yeah, he's bringing it in. <laughs> Cheered on by his friends, the reckless sailor put his penknife in his mouth and he gave it a little swallow. Down it went. Why are these fucking people doing this shit? Alcohol. Why? Oh, man. I despair. (laughs) (laughs) When one spectator asked how many he could manage at once, Cummings replied, All the knives aboard the ship. What? (laughs) (laughs) And then he punched three more. (laughs) What, pocket knives? Yeah. Is this like a, I don't know, was this like a Swiss Army knife? Cargo ship. <laughs> How many of them are there? Like, that'd be funny if you like. Has anyone got a pen? Anyone got a pen? No, you can't. It's got a pen. Like this place is like there are pens and knives everywhere. <laughs> pens Customs, and knives. Like pens and knives. <laughs> but you know what I mean. They're pens and knives. You've pens got them, and knives. You've got the manifest wrong. Yeah. Where was customs? Like, what's going on there? They're in France. I can't get through an airport with a fucking vape. Let alone, like, yeah, but, you know, knife. if you went to France on a school trip, you came back with porno cards. Oh, man, actually, yeah, did you come that day? We went, we went there to school on a school trip. I came back with fucking, like, firework, boom, things, <laughs> porn cards, a click exactly. of pen with tits and shit on it. I've never, oh, oh yeah, the old, day. like, turn the pen round and the clothes fall off the lady. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, hello. It's a bosom and oh. the beaver. And a beaver. Hello there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I very much enjoyed solitaire with those cards. So, yeah. He's swallowing knives and he's loving it. And 
although it was an impressive feat, it was an idiotic one. Although Cummings did not attempt any additional knife swallowing for the following six years, after that one drunken night in France, it became his party piece after he gave a repeat performance to a group of sailors six years later. Right. Well, he just waited six years. He's like, check it out. I remember something I did a little while ago. Well, nice one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Put, put a little bit of salt and pepper on the top of it. Like, did it, did it, down it went. Salt bay. <laughs> salt bay the knife. Salt bay your pocket knife. <laughs> oh my god! Do you like lube it up or anything? No, nope. just went. So in. the second time that he did it, was he pissed again or? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There you go. Right, I mean, he's he fell off the, the wagon, point. didn't he? He did. Yeah. He had a few cheeky cervezas. I don't know where he yeah. was. Maybe even Spain. I don't know because I'm using the word cerveza. Uh, and then yeah, he's 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 munched up a few more. But it wasn't long until Cummings suffered ill effects from his unorthodox diet, and he was tormented by abdominal pain, Ugh, cramps. Eating became more and more difficult, and he started to starve. Just couldn't eat. Right. Couldn't yeah. finish the forks he had for lunch. Couldn't you know <laughs> those door hinges for breakfast? Half a plate was eaten. He couldn't eat the whole lot. So like, he's looking at staple, stapler in the office. He's like, Ma, there was a time. That would have been a nice little snack. I would have had you, but I can't. Could have had a Bravita bar. Instead, I ate a pack of staples. <laughs> anyway, for Cummings, he died three years later um, after this long illness. And his right. doctors, who had not believed his knife-eating stories when he went along to the NHS GPs and said, Oh, my stomach hurts so bad. <laughs> I used to eat knives. What, what do you think it could be? And they're like, I'm going to prescribe you uh, some cognitive behaviour therapy. <laughs> a, you have to wait 17 months and then you'll sort out. <laughs> Go away. Some therapy. <laughs> like, you fucking lunatic. You eat your knives. Do you know what a knife is? <laughs> like, do you understand words? He's like, help me. <laughs> And there's like a cartoon-shaped knife in his stomach that are poking through. It's like, oh! And they're like, nope. Nope. Like a metal detector. Like, do 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 and go to bed earlier. Have a little hot toddy. It was the 17 and 1800s, so probably they did do this. So his doctors, who'd not believed the story, were mystified, and then they thought they'd do an autopsy and when they dissected his body they were astonished to discover the corroded remains of more than 30 knives inside of his stomach and intestines oh. one of which was even piercing his colon oh how was he big like was the chap big doesn't say his size but 30 knives he was a sailor i i could imagine he was a pretty you know he was he was not an unhealthy man but not unhealthy. 30... I mean, other than having a shop items of rust-inducing <laughs> fucking metals, perfectly healthy. Yeah. He fucking died. <laughs> like... You know, they're at the, they're they're having their lunch like in in the on the ship and in the canteen. Oh, right, good. Uh, the captain's just like, "Where's my fucking fish fork?" Right. <laughs> and Cummins is like, "What?" <laughs> Bon apple tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then some cheeky music playing like. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cummins. 
I had a similar thing when I was in primary school. I had a roll of, you know, when um, you had, you used to use pen and paper and you used to put it in a file and sometimes you'd accidentally yeah. rip the paper out of the file. So you'd have to put a little like plastic circle. And oh, stick yeah, it on, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a hole. Yeah. So would, you like could a put a polo sticker thing. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. I used to like eat them. So I'd have a roll of those. Be like, yum. Right, got one. It's got a hole in it, so I don't know how I did this, but I chewed one. <laughs> I got stuck right. in my throat, and I was choking, and nobody's around. Well, nobody's helping me. I'm choking. I'm just like, oh my god, and loads of kids in the playground, just like, oh, it's Paul. And then I'm just like, help me, and I didn't even help it. So I had to like get into the bathroom and like throw myself against the wall to try to like get it out. And luckily, I did. I nearly died that day. Yeah. Right. I've known you. For fucking over 20 years. Long, I don't know, 25 years, whatever. How do I not know that? I know, that was a primary school thing I don't think I've ever told anybody. Fucking hell. Much like the time in primary school, uh, I dressed up as a Native American Indian and did a dance. And I was in the local newspaper. <laughs> did you... Cultural appropriation no. was right did you, that day. Did you, like, did you wear tanning makeup or anything no i didn't you know i bet you fucking up. did no but i did have a deer skin on <laughs> where did you get a deer skin from? <laughs> i i love a pair of moccasins back in the day you know he's a moccasin a nice fur-lined moccasin you know the yeah it's from your kids they're all right you know not a native Fair american enough. copy with beads on the inside of the sole <laughs> just to make you like you know really know that you're wearing them like you <laughs> yeah. know, taxi drivers have those like beaded seat things <laughs> yeah, I'm, i've never beat. understood that you're not sitting down if it doesn't hurt like what's wrong <laughs> yeah. with you get a fucking pillow like, yeah. like have a nice soft thing oh, that, that reminds me of like my nan she used to have like a i understand their purpose but you know like you go through from her front room into the kitchen wherever like she lived in like in a bungalow do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and like you'd go through into like this fucking shimmering the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the fly stopping yeah, things jingle like, jangling everywhere when i was a kid i was like oh no because someone would go through i'll walk in behind them get hit in the fucking yeah. eye with like these beads and this plastic on the floor and shit <laughs> like what is what are they doing stop uh, it now I used to but love you'd see them like they'll thing. come in with like three or four cups of tea for like everybody <laughs> come in reversing it backwards and like yeah, spilling half of it like, oh yeah oh to stop the flies close close the fucking windows close the window close right? the windows <laughs> put your food away stop it there's loads of flies <laughs> in the kitchen but they're like we can't go further there's a bead barrier there <laughs> there's like loads of them it's like you stay there through. You can't get through this. <laughs> exactly. you, yeah, you couldn't possibly get through here. No, never. Like... They've gotten in your house where all all exits exits are closed. They've got in. <laughs> they can't get through that barrier. It's in everywhere. You could like yeah. you closed up. You're a hermit. Like you're like yeah. I don't like air and like everything yeah. sealed up. Right. You wake up one night because there's a fucking like. Like yeah. his fly in the fucking room. You're like, how? <laughs> how? How did you get in here? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know. I'm just materialised here. Um, <laughs> so, 
We'll move on from the uh, the cutlery munching wanker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, we were talking this, about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one is called the mystery of the exploding teeth. Right. Okay. okay. All right. I can see how excited you are with all of these stories so far. Two hundred <laughs> years ago, a clergyman from Pennsylvania, identified only as the Reverend DA. I'm the Reverend DA. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be! I love to be a reverend. Like one of those, like, like, like a TV reverend, like one of those, like, gospel evangelical. Ones. Give me evangelical. that shit. Yeah, I love that shit to death. I love the videos. I know. I love it. The guy during the coronavirus who was like the evangelical, like, really heavily, yeah. like, really the guy that's like, like had like five planes and shit. Yeah, and he's like yeah, yeah. blowing the virus away through your television. <laughs> I remember. Like, blow the demons yeah. away. Blow. It's like, blow it. No, everyone's wearing face masks because you're not supposed to breathe. Full stop. Spit this Jesus juice. <laughs> Jesus juice? What is it? I'm going to swallow some Jesus juice and spit it on you. <laughs> swallow Jesus' juice. Anyway. Oh, the so Reverend P.A. He developed an excruciating toothache. He was beside himself with agony every day. I'm beside myself. <laughs> I can't believe this. My tooth is in pain. <laughs> like I have been seated. I'm a smackless demon in my tooth. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> we. This is probably how he acted. Um, yeah. But he couldn't. He, he tried everything he could do to, to relieve this this horrible toothache. And we know toothache is probably one of the worst pains a human can can have, other yeah, than yeah. You know, paper cuts or yeah. gunshot wounds. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> right. Chainsaw on your foot off, or <laughs> yes, off chainsaw on the head. Splop. Yeah. <laughs> Did he try like paracetamol? Uh, he might have skipped over that actually. Probably right. Just, like, you know, um, the... done everything. I've tickled a badger under the chin <laughs> on a Sunday. I've done it all. <laughs> he didn't toss off the donkey. That's oh, the, the missing error. Yeah. yeah. Should have get right on that ass. Bap, 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 bap. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Okay. He tried everything he could do to relieve the pain. Things like running up and down his garden like an enraged animal. Take the pain! Take the pain, Jesus! <laughs> he tried banging his head on the ground. How is that anything? My favourite, plunging his face into freezing water. Which is the thing you don't do if you have toothache, is anything yeah. cold goes near the tooth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Although Joe Rogan is literally every fucking 30 seconds, he's sending out a reel. Yeah, you have to, you have to ice bath every day. <laughs> Two hours. Ice he does. Ice bath every day. Yeah, yeah. He's going to travel. Oh, he takes around with him. He's on his yeah. back most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you doing? Just grow oh. up. It's crazy. You're lying. He is lying. For some reason, people think, you know, you have a cold shower or get in an ice bath, you're going to yeah. be really healthy. No, you're not. You're going to have wrinkly, tiny ball sack. Yeah. 
And you're going to yeah. get a cold now and again. Yeah, you're going to be cold. That's what you're going to be. You're going to be cold. So, you know, people, humans invented heat. What? And we live longer and we live better and we're more hygienic. We don't, we didn't like think, oh, yeah, this is really cold. This will keep me living. No, you died. <laughs> I, oh. like the, I like the fact there at the beginning that humans invented heat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first line in the history oh. of humans. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented heat then? Fucking. The sun? <laughs> Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's> mine. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's tried everything, and unfortunately, all of these instead of Joe Rogan ice bath, yeah. he's uh, either Twix on Thursday. Yeah, run up and down the garden. It, it's not working. The poor <laughs> man, he's in such pain. The following morning, the clergyman was pacing up and down his study. Probably another one of his tactics. Um, clutching his jaw. <laughs> And then there was suddenly a sharp crack. It sounded like a pistol shot. And it burst through his tooth and it blew it to fragments. But it gave him what? instant relief. Straight out. Tooth in pieces. The, priest, the priest's exploding canine was the start of an epidemic of detonating dental cases. What, in the area? <laughs> All of which I bet was, subsequent... was like a travelling salesman. Here, here's my tonic. Yeah, you know, like the original Coca-Cola sellers. Yeah. But here's my tonic. Okay. If your wife ain't washing up quick, you heard this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, watch some more lead in your pencil. <laughs> Try this. Are you only having daughters and you want a little boy? Try this. <laughs> You're not having a menstruation? <laughs> Lay down on that. the bed. Or if it, if it was like, you know, the religious, uh, like, you know, the revenants and the priests and all that shit that were getting this bad teeth issues, maybe like the choir boys were just putting gunpowder behind their foreskin or something. <laughs> the, the little choir boys were like, I'm fed up of getting fucking diddled here. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some gunpowder down my jab side. So, <laughs> right. So when I give him the hot, fiery, creamy water, <laughs> and then this is gonna blow his face off. That's obviously what happened. I'm taking Jesus's blood in my mouth. <laughs> give me that sweet chalky relief. <laughs> it's like chewing a candy stick. <laughs> yeah, beside, beside the, the, the you know the, the church diddling children and stuff, it you know we don't quite know what happened, but anyway, it was all started to be reported in a dental journal, striking with the headline "Explosion of Teeth" with audible report. So that's like happened. an audio book. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Fry. Yeah, I beat you to it. Damn it. <laughs> you were like, oh, Stephen Fry. Oh no, I've got, I've got the. Uh, <laughs> One young woman's toothache reportedly terminated with spectacular effect when a sore molar burst with such violence that it almost knocked her over. <laughs> you're just like, you're there, you're, you're in the post office. You're like, Fuck it out, this queue's low. Now we want a first class stamp, you can. What, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? And then, like, you've got bang. <laughs> okay, then. Come plop. I know. Right? It deafened her for several weeks after. Probably because it's right in her jaw. Um, yeah. So what, what 
might have caused these dramatic explosions. Like numerous theories were put forward by experts at the time, ranging from sudden temperature changes to the chemicals used in early fillings. Interesting. Uh... None of these suggestions, however, are particularly convincing, which is why the case of the exploding teeth remains unsolved to this day. Nobody what? knows what they fucking did. Dynamite. <laughs> what the fuck? I think your traveling salesman theory is fairly accurate in the fact that maybe around with some toothpaste, it was a knockoff. It was like pole gate yeah. instead of coal gate. <laughs> instead of like fluoride in it, there was like Genocide. Genocide. <laughs> C4 or whatever. It just had like C4. Something... Yes. C12. <laughs> What's the difference between C4 and C12? A number? Maybe one's more powerful. Or it, maybe Six it depends numbers. on like the, the like little blocks. Maybe a C4 is four blocks, or a C12 is like 12 blocks. Oh, you know, like when you when you're doing Lego, you're like, oh, I need a four by two. So, God forbid anybody has exploding teeth, because uh, Jesus. Although yeah. the gave the reverend some sweet release. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was quite happy with that. I bet afterwards he was like, I prayed and I was cured. <laughs> Jesus help me now <laughs> in an explosive manner. <laughs> I was cured. We'll move on from dental disaster to something called the pigeon's rump cure. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, doctors in the 19th century employed a wide range of bizarre remedies, but few right. strange as the one recommended by the German physician Karl Frederick. I'm in. Yeah. The eminent specialist in childhood diseases, who's letting this person be children, by the way? Because it's really <laughs> yeah. bad, isn't it? Like, no, what do you want to specialise in? Uh, I want to spe- dying kids. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, you could you could do something else, like you know, like AIDS or any cholera. No, I love the dead kids, please, mate. That one. He looks sickly. Yeah. Have <laughs> a look at this. What have I got for you? Anyway, <laughs> let's see what it does. So, the eminent specialist in childhood diseases offered the following prescription for treating infant convulsions. You know, right. the hippie hippie shakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, the physician Carl Frederick, uh, oh, his name is actually Carl Frederick Canstat. I didn't give his full name a Canstat? Yeah, so Carl Canstat. Dr. Canstat. His, um, his treatment or his prescription, so he's writing this out, you know, licking his yeah. pen, some <laughs> terrible words down on a bit of paper. You know, you know they don't lick pens, they lick pencils. Well, I didn't make the rules up. He's licking a pen. <laughs> All right, he's licking a pen then. He enjoys lick. it. Have you ever licked a pen and then tried to write afterwards? It won't, it won't work. You're right. I mean, licking a pencil doesn't either. It just makes it all smudgy and wet. Yeah, but I don't make the rules, so... Nah. <laughs> there are no rules to be made here. Sorry, no, go on. No rules with stationery. It's free as the Wild West. If one holds the rump of a dove against the child's anus during the fit, the animal soon dies and the attack ceases just as rapidly. What? 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 He's, he's butt to butting. <laughs> he's like... What? It's got a bird. It's well, got like a, a, bird. a rat with wings. Yep, it's got a dove. From... I mean, 
a dove is like a it's like the princess pigeon. So listen, it's... all birds are cunts. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it doesn't matter what level of cunt it is. <laughs> like no, you you're getting a bird <laughs> and you're putting you it next say... to a child's arsehole. You're putting yeah, you're putting whilst the... it's shaking. You're putting the rump of a dove, so the butt of the dove, on the child's anus. The original human centipede. Yep. <laughs> like, lips. It's <laughs> <laughs> like giving each other some little like butt kisses. Once the Buck animal's her dead, pucker up, bubba. What's the animal's in. dead? Once How long the animal's did dead? Stand there for? Right. The child is just like, I'm cured. Thanks, Doctor. Just... <laughs> if you've got to wait for the animal to die, it's going yeah, to take like, that's... years. <laughs> just lives out his lifespan while you're holding it around your kid's ass. Yeah, like, <laughs> the kid's 14. He's aged. He's now 53 and he's married. <laughs> yeah. To the wedding, you're holding a pigeon on his ass. The pictures were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the pigeons had like the best life ever because they've just fed it and <laughs> like, you know, kept it alive. And then when he passed, he felt like a part of himself passed. I oh, know the pigeon was the best man. The shrimp, but they ran out unfortunately. So like, he had Siamese twin kind of It's such a weird thing. I don't quite understand how this doctor devised the fact that. Uh, Man. Anyway, it was an eccentric idea, and curiously, Dr. Canstat wasn't the only medic who believed that it worked. <laughs> what? So, when the director of the Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg, Dr. Weiss, was summoned to treat uh, a dangerously ill child one night in August 1850, he had little success with conventional medicines. So, in desperation, right. he asked the parents of this <laughs> ill child who were desperate for this well-learned doctor to help <laughs> to get a pigeon. You ever tried to like catch a fucking pigeon though? Oh, catch the pigeon. <laughs> catch the pigeon. <laughs> Anyway, Dr. Weiss, after asking the parents this, had recorded in his medical journal. After the bird had been applied to the child's anus, it gasped for air several times, closed its eyes periodically, its feet twitched in spasms, and then it vomited. <laughs> after that, the child made a miraculous recovery. Yeah! No! <laughs> that didn't happen! It's like, <laughs> If you saw that, it seemed like the convulsions passed into the pigeon through the arsehole, and then the pigeon died. Like some kind of fucking exorcism <laughs> into a bird. This is so strange. That man, well, he like owned a pet shop or something. Like, come on. It was <laughs> like, fuck it out. I've got a lot of canaries in the cage here. They're getting on a bit. No one's fucking taking them. No one's rehoming these poor souls. Let's let's fucking do this. Do you have just do you have horrendous body odor? Rub a canary on there six times. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. You smell like lavenders. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right? Germany, right? They're like, yeah, pigeons ass, best cure in the world, right? The news of the pigeons rump cure reached London and came in medical journals. It caused 
general hilarity. Because um, <laughs> like, the London doctors were like, Hitchings are souls. <laughs> Not round here. But... <laughs> you daft fuck. <laughs> we dress up as pearly queens to cure cancer. <laughs> You're using pigeons to cure that? Nah, give it a bit of cockney rhyming slang. Oh, go on. Stand in the bow bells for four days. Don't worry, your leg will heal itself. Have a couple of cockles, a couple of jelly deals. You'll be right as rain. <laughs> Have you tried rolling out the barrel? <laughs> <laughs> The London doctors were like, nah, they're having none of this. But Dr. Weiss <laughs> had rose above the ridicule, urging further research. Experiments with other poultry are necessary, he wrote, apparently in earnest. <laughs> like, no, we have to. We must. <laughs> we must try for poultry. <laughs> Bring in the cock for the child's anus. The cockerel, darling. Wrong one. <laughs> During that time period, like medical advancements yeah. were very like progressive, and we learned an incredible amount about the human body and how it works. So, like, you know, Jack the way. Ripper. Yeah. Well, he done all right, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. But yeah, like you know, we were finding out so much more. Like to have a doctor be like. Put a pigeon on that kid's ass. Don't have seizures anymore. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Here's the bill. Like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to move on now and we're going to talk about it's another military style story. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, this one is called The Soldier Who Removed His Own Bladder Stone. Got other stuff to do, like clean your gun or like yeah. write a letter to your pen pal. Yep, your loved one back in yeah. Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah. On the wrong side. Hold on. <laughs> London? <laughs> what side of this war are you on? Nearest <laughs> Fraulein. <laughs> it's been a tough war. The rain came down very harshly. I hope you stewed our cabbages. <laughs> it's time in to bring English in... Accent. It's time to bring in... The, the parsnips. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember rightly, it's rhubarb season. Colonel Claude Martin was an 18th century soldier who spent much of his life working for the British East India Company. Ah, oh, right, yeah. You know the one? Oh, the, yeah, I do. They used to transport spices around the world and stuff. Correct, yeah. As That's a historical fact. So well done. Cheers! Gotta get a house point for that. So, as well as enjoying a successful military career, he also worked as a cartographer, which mm, we know, map like map maker, absolutely. Also, delving in, dipping into a bit of architecture, and working on his own administration. Because of his multifaceted job description, mm. he became the richest European in India, and also built and flew the country's first hot air balloon nice nice one claude martin but what you may not know about martin is that he was the first person to perform and undergo the medical procedure lithotripsy right yeah okay do you know what that is is it (laughs) 
something to do with mummification? <gasps> no. <laughs> it's oh, not right. anything to do. Okay. Or uh, werewolves. Right, I don't know. <laughs> werewolves? Oh, yeah. God, it is, isn't it? Lachians. <laughs> whatever it is okay um so when he developed the symptoms of a bladder stone in 1782 martin decided against visiting a doctor realizing that an operation to remove it would be excruciatingly painful <laughs> obviously right. instead the plucky frenchman Ooh, la, la. took matters <laughs> plucky. into his own jambons <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> which is definitely not the French for hands. It's more like hams. Ham, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to his own ham. Jambon, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll keep that in. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, so Martin being like the, the resourceful chap he is, he designed a special file made out of a roughened knitting needle set and uh, set it in a whalebone handle. He then inserted this homemade instrument up his own urethra and into the bladder. Ouch! See? And then scrape the stone away bit by bit. <laughs> oh, so he's gone from like. Fucking God. This is excruciatingly painful. <laughs> right? you, you know, like when you have, like, when you go to the clap clinic and, like, you have a. It's different nowadays. Now all you have to do is piss. It's boring. It's not like cheating, no, basically. Yeah, but back it. in the day, you used to have like a, it was almost like a cocktail umbrella thing. Yep. You know, like yeah, get one of them right down there, open it up, and fucking scrape that, Scrapes scrape it out. The guacamole and the fermented <laughs> yeast, <laughs> like all of the scrap in there. Like you know, they did it on me once. They pulled out like a bicycle yep. <laughs> like, <trolley. laughs> like, yeah it was just drained off the river thames <laughs> um so oh. yeah like he did that and uh you know if it wasn't bad enough already the colonel then repeated this horrifying procedure as many as 12 times a day for six months i, be- I believe he started to enjoy it a bit too yeah. much how could he not so but yeah. persistence paid off for the frenchman uh it worked and by the end of this period, his symptoms had disappeared. Fifty years later, something very similar to Martin's technique became a standard in treating bladder stones, thanks to the really? research of the surgeons in Gay Paris, uh, who were apparently unaware of what the colonel had done. Um, so, supposedly, this is this this part of the story kind of makes me think maybe uh, Colonel Martin has been a bit, you know, deceitful here because if the <laughs> If the surgeons had developed that a little bit later on down the line and were apparently unaware of, of what he had done, yeah, it's been suddenly like, uh, yeah, well, I invented that like, you know, like six, seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, I did completed it, mate. <laughs> completed that. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for months. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, that's really bad. There you go. So he was supposedly not only the person to perform it, but the first person to undergo the procedure as well, supposedly. That's fucking barbaric. Yeah. I think it was like one of them narwhal whale Oh shit. Horns. Like it's, it's all he could get hold of. <laughs> or, or a pointy carrot. Pointy <laughs> <laughs> carrot, no. Jennifer. Oh. Jenny from the block. There's another tale there of, of horrible medical mishaps. But it's not really a mishap, because he kind of cured himself there. It's disgusting. 
Right, no. Just, Look, no. listen, if you've got piles, yeah, yeah, pop them back up, right? Yeah. Put a glove on first. No. No? Listen, you, you've got to feel it. You've got to, you've got to be it's, one with it. You need that yeah. sort of like slightly wet texture running across your fingerprint. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to really feel the nerve ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to be connected to it. <laughs> you are. It's part of your <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you are. That's fair enough. There's no connection quite like your fingertips. <laughs> it's so gross. Is it like when you have to like punch a hole in a belt because you know you've lost a bit of weight, so you get a little like needle right. through, and you're like, yeah, look at that. I made a new belt out of the one that's existing. Is it the same with your piles? Just like pop it in with a thing. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Okay, right. I've got another one here called The Miller's Tale. So we're going to go back to um, the 1700s, specifically the 15th of August. Can I just say this quickly? Can I just say this? Listen, you go back and forth, times here, (laughs) times there, and everything, all of it. You say numbers. I don't picture it at all. I'm like, okay, so it's somewhere else. I have no myself. I don't give a fuck on the date. <laughs> I don't know where we are. It's like watching Back to the Future too. I'm like, where are we then? Are we in the future, the past? Like, you know. This is fair. This is fair. But it's all good. Um, I love it. Let it's... me set the scene though, because it's the 15th of August on 17 in 1737. It's right. like autumn is starting. The leaves are red and orange. The year is 1737. Rob. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. It's the 15th of August. And autumn is just starting. (laughs) Right? But walking amongst those beautiful red and orange leaves back in 1737 on the 15th. Oh, now I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) Is a young man named Samuel Wood. And uh, he was working at one of the windmills in the Isle of Dogs in London. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I've never understood why they called it the Isle of Dogs. No. I always imagine just loads of dogs in like, yeah, you know, they're just there and then people live on them. What? <laughs> what, on the dogs? Yeah, like loads of dogs made out like an island made of dogs. <laughs> an island on an island? Yeah, no, an island made of dogs where people live on top of them. <laughs> Walking the cobbled streets of dog bats. I always thought it was like just a part of London where like, I go down there. That's really fucking unfortunate looking women. <laughs> that's probably more true than my explanation. That's, that's the Isle of Dogs over there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Samuel was walking to the grain store um, to fetch another bag of corn. He carelessly left a rope trailing behind him. Silly. It's bobbing along the fallen leaves in autumn in 1737. <laughs> August. Oh, up there. <laughs> As he passed one of the great wooden wheels, the rope caught in its cogs, and before he knew what was happening, he had been lifted up in the air and then deposited unceremoniously upon thine floor. (laughs) (laughs) So he he had a little spin. (laughs) 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 Right? Samuel, slightly embarrassed, dusted himself off, having a look around to see if anybody noticed, like you do when you trip over a bit of the curb. (laughs) Yeah. He felt no pain except for a tingling in his right shoulder. Twinge, almost, like, oof, ow. And he then caught uh, a sight of an unexpected object tangled in the wheel. It was his arm. 
Fuck. Sam- <laughs> Samuel <laughs> then realised with horror that it was his own arm. It's my own one. <laughs> my arm. It's my own arm. My own arm. <laughs> right? Samuel like, oh my god, that's my arm. However, he displayed admirable composure and he managed to climb down a narrow ladder and then walk to the nearest house to raise an alarm. Because everyone's houses in the old dogs have alarm bells in them. I knew it. So that the police could I didn't all run, know it at all. Like, <laughs> police could all run in a line and go. Row, 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 row. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Who needs a beating? Who needs a beating? Let me. Um... So those gangs in New York again? <laughs> They've come over into London. <laughs> Losing a limb is hardly a trivial matter. So drastic was Wood's injury that the doctors who treated the young man feared a fatal outcome for the young Wood lad. Not Woodlouse. But they found to their amazement that the arm had been ripped off so cleanly that their patient's life was not at all in danger. Wood had recovered from this mishap within a matter of weeks and became something of a bit of a celebrity, where local taverns even sold pictures of the man who'd survived having his arm ripped off by a windmill. (laughs) (laughs) Selling pictures like Walter Stones. (laughs) He's going around, (laughs) he's signing, he's at a left hand because he was right handed but now he's right uh, hanging off of Dunsford wood like a uh, windmill <laughs> just flapping around <laughs> part of the aesthetic imagine he must have like had to relearn a lot of different skills he would never fish again like three months later <laughs> um, in the in kind of like the middle of autumn in 1737 the leaves are a little bit well, three months after August no that's winter <laughs> well, each season is three months, isn't it? Shut up. Winter had struck <laughs> and it was November in 1737. Snow started to fall because it was the past. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Samuel Wood was presented at the Royal Society as a living curiosity with his severed arm now preserved in alcohol. So yeah, they got it down, gave it a little pickle. It was like, here he is. Well, hey. You're not coming without the arm, Samuel. Like we don't. Want- <laughs> yeah. We book the arm as well. So yeah. <laughs> you just put the arm out. You can uh, you can go go backstage, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't need your face. <laughs> right. Raise the arm. Woo. <laughs> um, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but like they have his own like green room and everything. Yeah. Make it was just outside. Wardrobe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a green room. Who's the VIP area? The pavement. <laughs> the pavement. There we go. Go stand over there next to that really drunk man and those dogs having sex. <laughs> the arm is like carried on the back of virgins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, praise the arm, praise the arm, throwing flowers in front of them. I've saved what, the, the, what I feel like is a good story for, for last here. This one, the title kind of explains everything, but it's called Slugs yeah. in Her Stomach. Slugs in Her Stomach. Slugs in her stomach. Okay. Set the suit. <laughs> in the summer of 1859, it was a hot year, probably <laughs> one of the hottest on record in 1859. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How many summers <laughs> did they have in 1859? They had 1,859. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> that's quite a few. That's quite a few. I mean, yeah. Um, 
a 12 year old girl we're gonna stay within our nation's capital um so 12 year old girl from london uh, named sarah ann began to complain of nausea she was poorly she felt a bit sicky her symptoms weren't serious and her parents remain unconcerned much like parents of the time where they listen to their children and do nothing well the mother's working a block wasn't she yep well the dad, the dad was, out was busy yeah <laughs> and knocking up others. yeah <laughs> drinking and having kids they're busy yeah of course busy busy parents yeah um, until one afternoon she vomited a large garden slug described as alive and very active how 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 <laughs> it's not like the something from a horror film right That's... not the end not the end for sarah though sarah ann then threw up seven more slugs of various what? sizes but all alive <laughs> <laughs> it was at this stage her parents are like a bit pay her some attention <laughs> And so, you're right, love. <laughs> oh, I thought it's snugs in the ass again. <laughs> um, Don't get them on my freshly clean floors. <laughs> you're always Take clean. Take your mess outside. So, yeah, like they decided then to take her to, to see, uh, you know, a doctor. Asked if she'd eaten anything unusual, the girl told the doctor <laughs> that she'd like to snack on some lettuce from the garden. <laughs> oh, a bit peckish. Yeah, a bit I'll peckish. have a lettuce. Go outside. Well, can I have this bag of lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> Mum's like, get a baby bell down ya. She's like, no. Got some garden lettuce out there. <laughs> Dad's eating all the cheese strings. <laughs> He's always busy. Sweaty when he eats them. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Don't be alone. laughs> she used to snack on some lettuces all right and then the doctor concluded that she had unwittingly swallowed a family of young slugs that had grown to maturity inside of her stomach over the course of several weeks fucking hell she swallowed yeah. an entire family it could be very they could be very small she was Cousins, so like oh hello it, oh Okay, so yeah, bless bless this woman. Uh, she's been she enjoyed lettuces from the garden. Doctor thought that, you know, she'd had a little munch and ate a family, uh, and then they grown in her stomach to maturity, and then she's got so sick that she's puked them up one by one, uh, like animals on parade. So, um, the doctor the doctor had also noted uh, that Sarah Ann had only one hand. A deformity he attributed to the fact that her mother had been frightened by a porcupine during pregnancy. What? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> what are you saying? So what, the doctor, what did he just say? Say that again. The, okay, so this is the reputation of the doctor who was like, she's right. eating a family of slugs, right? The same yeah. doctor. That's okay. plausible. That's plausible. Yeah. Okay, the doctor then had also observed that Sarah Ann, the girl that ate the slugs, um, yeah. had only had, she's only got one hand. <laughs> right. And he thought she's only got one hand because during pregnancy, her mother was frightened by a porc porcupine. <laughs> How many porcupines are roaming the streets of London? <laughs> They're out there. They're like, Boo, and like to pregnant women, and they're like, Oh, what are you looking at? Oh, <laughs> lurking down alleyways. Don't you come down here, <laughs> turn around. 
That's okay. that's fucking mental. I mean, well, this, like this draws his his like um, expertise into some question. Mm. So, yeah, the slug seemed a, like an unlikely story, but I feel like it's quite plausible. I think it's quite likely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some experts suggested that the girl must be faking it. Can slugs live in a human stomach? Asked a headline in the Lancet, which is a <laughs> local London rag at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Gossip scandal. Right. <laughs> um, professor J.C. Dalton, a professor of physiology from New York, who got wind of the story, uh, decided to find out the answer. On the wind was like, slugs in a woman. <laughs> and Across the heard, Atlantic. Heard it out the window like, yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you ever hear it? In the wind, <laughs> the Pink Panthers song. I don't know, Wind yeah, in the Willows uh, or know. something. Was it the wind? Ah, colors of the wind. Colors of the wind. There you go. Wind in the Willows. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the one. I love yeah. that song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Raccoon sung it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, I fucking love that. Yeah. Professor Dalton was leaning out of his window, smoking his pipe, and he heard tail. <laughs> <laughs> on the wind in the willows of some girl being six slugs in London. So he decided to find out the answer and he performed extensive tests uh, which entailed dunking live slugs into stomach acid to see what would happen and the creatures all died within a matter of minutes and were completely digested several hours later. So the professor concluded reasonably enough that no slugs could live in the human stomach. See, I see. So that's proper evidence. That's proper testing there. Yes. So what the f- fuck was going on? <laughs> well, like as we mentioned before about the, uh, was it the conjuring or whatever it was? Yeah. About the girls, the girls faking it. Yeah. Something she going on there. Now, Maybe this is she was like, I'm fed up on my parents not being around. Yep. I've already I've already got one hand, so I should be getting some fucking attention. <laughs> uh, attention how can I step it up a bit? Slugs. Have a couple of slugs. <laughs> <laughs> it seems likely that her illness was more mental rather than physical, but whatever <laughs> it was that ailed her, it certainly wasn't a family of mollusks munching contently on fresh vegetables inside of her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> that would put you off your five a day, wouldn't it? It would. Like, no, I'll have one a day, please. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. More likely, as you say, a bit of attention seeking, and she's like, "Oh yeah, oh, oh slug, pay me, <laughs> mummy. You pay attention to the other fifteen kids we got. <laughs> you, don't, you don't pick on me because you're scared by a porcupine in pregnancy. Yeah, sad times. Why? Why'd you leave my hand pickled on a jar on a shelf? <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for money for it. <laughs> yeah. Like our hero Sam Wood, whose picture graces our mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grow it for you. It's mine. Taking over the chip of like what looks like I don't know a monster munch in pickle. <laughs> oh my god! That's your hand, my Fuck love. Fucking pickled <laughs> onion. Totally. So, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Oh. There you go. So we have there our medical mishaps from history past. Mm. Um, I hope you've learned a lot. Maybe, I hope the key thing you take away from this episode, Rob, is mm. to pay attention to the time and date of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that would help. Yeah, it sets the scene perfectly. Yeah, because yeah. you know, if you just take the story for what it is, you forget about the actual historical idiocies of the <laughs> past. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, unless you I'm live now... death in 2009, where you think devils crawled across your roof. <laughs> yeah. Bloody devils. Seven <laughs> <laughs> again, Charlie. So, no, um, thank you very much for informing me. I appreciate it greatly. <laughs> I am now learned. You are learned. I learned you. Yeah, thanks. Happy days. Um, so, yeah, that's our episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate your time and patience uh, by letting <laughs> us chat in your ear holes about some yeah. of the things that we love to talk about. Um, we will be back next week, and next week is going to be a bit of a special episode. We're going to reprise our pilot episode and talk about yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do a rerun. It's almost like a rerun. Maybe like a uh, like a re- what is it? Like a, a remaster. A, it's a remaster. Yeah, is it a remake completely or is it a remaster? What are we remastering the old? That's a remake. It's a remake, isn't it? It's like Final or Fantasy VII the remake. It's just it's just another episode. It's just another episode. <laughs> yeah. because... We're running out of ideas, so we're going to go back to the game. <laughs> no, no. It's like, we love the episode, but we just want to redo it again, don't we? We do, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're going to like redo it to make it funny. <laughs> 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 no, we love that episode. And if you do listen to that episode, thank you very much uh, for wasting yeah. an hour and a half of your own time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the first episode, you do find out about me and Rob quite personally. And some of our fears. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We may touch back on those again, um, but we may just go through uh, ghosts in general. So please join us yeah. next week uh, to find out yeah. what the fuck we're going to do with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> be very interested. Um, if you want to find out more about the pod, you can check out our TikTok at In My Humble Opinions podcast. Just search that. Um, no dances on there. No interesting TikTok stuff, just funny shit. You see our faces, yeah. um, and you can have a laugh. We're not going to tell you how to be billionaires while no. working harder than everyone else. Like, you know, no, no. Se- secrets to cryptocurrency, side hustles. No, we yeah. no, um, it's just the podcast. So, uh, you can also <laughs> contact us and join our community on Instagram. Uh, at humble opinions underscore podcast yeah um, you can have a view on there you can contact me and rob directly uh we love your messages thank you very much yeah. um and we're also on youtube as well so if you just search in my humble opinion pod on youtube uh you will be able to view the full episodes mm-hmm. uh, not the video unfortunately but i've made a little animation so you can view that instead yeah yeah Uh, so yeah join us next week uh for ghosts and um after that will be christmas so come and see what is inside mine and rob's bulging sack (laughs) (laughs) have you been a good boy or a a bad boy boy? (laughs) (laughs) see what presents we spill about your face Um, (laughs) you know so uh we're gonna have some interesting stories about christmas um but yeah, yeah, listen, 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 yeah. like, 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 subscribe, 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 and share, share your love of the yeah. pod, other people. Uh, and Let uh, them all know. Yeah, 
we'll uh, be talking to you soon. Take yeah. care now. All the best. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the In My Humble Opinion podcast. Medical mishaps. Join us on Instagram by searching at humbleopinions underscore podcast or TikTok by searching at in my humble opinion podcast or viewing us on YouTube by searching in my humble opinion pod or one word.